Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. In continuing our incredible theme of the age-old North versus South India debate, today we're going to talk about the most controversial one of the series, language. So, to start off with, let's ask everyone, do you think that the mainstreaming of Hindi is unfair or do you think that it's practical? You can only pick one. There's no space for nuance in this Q&A. This is Shishti, your host, by the way. Hi, I'm Neha and I think it's quite unfair. Hi everyone, this is Denise. Um, I, I have the same answer, I think it's unfair. But I also think it is practical in certain spaces. Um, I know Shishri, you said no in between, but yeah. I'm going to take some liberty here. Hi, this is Rita. and yes, for sure, 100%, it is unfair and I don't agree that it's practical either. And it's, again, like uh, Neha was saying, it's not just a North versus South thing. And it's not even just also because the Northeast has uh, many, many different languages and West Bengal has a different language. It's also that even in Hindi-speaking states, the local dialects uh, constantly get overshadowed and erased by the imposition of Hindi. Um, like, for example, uh, Maithili or Bhojpuri. Um, so yeah, I think it's just not fair or practical for anybody in the country. Let me move in with a hot take since everybody is saying it's unfair Oof. except Denise who's somewhere in the middle. Let me be the North Indian that I actually am <laughs> uh, and say that um, I think somewhere it is practical because the most number of people in India numerically speak Hindi. So if you compare it to the rest of the languages, I totally understand the dilemmas. But like 52.83 crore uh, people speak Hindi in India. And the next most spoken language is Bengali or Bangla at 9.72 crore. So the difference between the sheer number of people who speak um, Hindi versus uh, the ones who have a different uh, language as their main native tongue is is huge. Of course, how much of it has to do with the fact that we've been fostering Hindi as one of our main languages since 1950 when it was included in the constitution is a plays a big part for sure. But now that we're here, what is the solution? So I feel that while the legacy might be unfair, at least in a lot of senses, it is something that we have to stick with practically. Like a language having more number of speakers than other languages in the country doesn't doesn't equate to um, most, most people in the country knowing that language. For example, like what I mean is, um, it's the first past the post sort of argument, just because there's one, one uh, particular option that has more number of people voting for it. If you look at, um, if you look at it cumulatively, the number of people who don't know it far exceeds the number of people who know this language. Um, so in even in that sense, proportionately, it, proportionally, it doesn't make sense for to standardize one language because there are more people who know how to speak Hindi, who don't know how to speak Hindi, and who don't know how to speak Bangla than there are people who know how to speak both of those languages. So, yeah, from a practical point of view, it doesn't make sense that way. See, like somewhere where we're saying, okay, it comes down to practicality. Maybe Hindi is the best that it gets given the number of people who speak it, etc. The other debate is, of course, the demand for English to be the language of India, the uniform language, because it feels like, does that make more sense? Because not only does it make it easier to communicate within 
all parts of your country where like even be it a, a west bengal be it a assam be it a um, karnataka be it a, i mean one thing that seems to be in common is that english is very well unified by colonialism in a sense i suppose but what do you feel about that demand for english being that uniform language versus hindi does that make things feel more uniform and less tilted towards particular states and particular cultures i think yes um and i would even go so far as to say that english is an indian language um i think at this point it's um at this point in our history at least and in our trajectory since independence it's um reductive to call english a colonial language because all post colonial societies sort of adapt to whatever's been left uh, from the legacy of colonialism and make it their own right so english is i think at this point say it's safe to say it is an indian language because there are so many people who kind of make it their own there are different dialects of english in different parts of um different parts of uh, the country and um even globally india has the second highest number of english speakers in the world um and so on in every sense it just makes sense for english to be that i mean okay given that in india itself there only 10% of the population is fluent in english as opposed to i think 43 you said uh, were fluent in like new hindi but even then i think given that english is the language of upward mobility also it's just fairer on everybody in the population to adopt english without feeling ashamed that it is a colonial language that we are kind of selling ourselves out to because i think you can at this point say that it is an indian language as well i agree with rohita here wholeheartedly also I, the south unites i think i'll go on to say also that indian english in itself is a very heavily different dialect mm. and we've made it our own and if we can adopt a lot of the i guess so to say prizes of colonialism i don't see why english should be a problem yeah having said that also uh, adding on to rohita's point about english being the language of upward mobility the problem i have with this whole uh, considering english a colonial language or it's left over by colonial forces the people that have the privilege to think about it as a colonial language or the people that you know maybe not privileged but generally the people that are leading this these conversations are already fluent in english mm. and people of their caste and class markers will always be and even if we look at it from a purely economic point of view people that speak english do have access to more job opportunities do have access to better money yeah so just in the sense of progress i think uh, imposing hindi is entirely reductive yeah. because what happens then is again that's also come we have to look at the lens with which we are talking about imposing hindi as well right yeah. we are thinking of hindi as a replacement for english right mm. now which is ridiculous because think of it like in the future yeah. there's this bunch of children who've studied hindi as their main language and for a lot of india the steps for economic mobility are you know you work wherever you grew up and then you go to a bigger city bigger city bigger city and the biggest is right now as sad as it is it's working out of the country because that's where the money is mm. right and you are cutting yourself short here Yeah. as as much as it sucks it's a global language if you want to work anywhere on the globe english makes more sense mm. and it's essentially not to sound all uh, hippy art schooly but 
if the rest of if we consider the rest of the world as a country english is you know ideally what will make everyone's life easier yeah so it just makes most sense i i disagree with both of you actually which is that i don't think that the like this idea that indian english is a thing and that we have native proficiency in english i feel is slightly flawed because one of the biggest struggles that we have in our public education system um is a, the the problem with teaching and learning english it's one of the big gaps in our learning education system the assa report which pratham takes out every year shows that um, i've also coincidentally done my masters dissertation on spoken english observing a spoken english class and lots of literature like review on like rapid x courses if you remember for learning english it it used to be and it is still a huge industry because of that idea that especially when the it boom happened that if you know this language then you can really have access to a lot but it is actually very difficult and the way that um it it creates a gap between the elite and the non elite because the way that english is even taught not just learned is very different depending on which strata of society you come from and then it is we don't have the tools we don't it doesn't come to us naturally natively so you really struggle if the media you consume is not in english if that language doesn't come to you naturally because even grammatically even the way that it is as a language it's very confusing i mean we have a lot of comical songs in bollywood about it also which is like cat 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 money why is something spelled another way while if the same thing why is it pronounced a different way or whatever but it does speak to the way in which we struggle with the language because it doesn't come to us uh, very uh, like naturally natively and and i think it's a misconception that it's a that it's a that there is an indian english and that the whole population will be able to pick it up um again i grew up in west bengal and there many more people are comfortable with hindi than they are with english even though natively most of them are bengali speakers so it's interesting and we have our own version of hindi where we convert bengali words into hindi words which i only found out later that oh this is this doesn't even exist in your language but we've somehow made some kind of a mishmash there i'm going to agree with shristi a bit on this and i never thought i would defend hindi but Yo we are but um i think even phonetically a lot of languages do have similar words to hindi right um and i i know that this is also excluding a lot of different languages but it's it's a fact that so many words are are repetitive across languages which uh so many phonetics so many ways of speaking so many sentence structures are uh, common across languages that it makes that it it's it seems but natural that hindi would come easier furthermore i feel like if english did become the norm firstly it's so it's already alienating on top of that it's it seems like it would have a much bigger class divide uh, than hindi would have right hmm okay so i don't agree about the education thing because one of the big criticisms about the national education policy in 2020 was the whole proposal to uh teach like the make the medium of instruction uh a native language in a particular state and in the three language sort of system english is optional 
and so there is a possibility for some people to even forego english as the as a language that they even learn which i think considering um the dynamics the social dynamics associated with english we have to recognize the fact that english is capital and the people who know english very fluently currently are like privileged upper upper caste upper class uh, communities and families who have had the who've had access to education historically and especially during uh, the british rule where only like predominantly upper caste communities were being educated in english so that is something that has been inherited across generations for many many families and so in that sense this a policy like this would keep english just confined and accumulated within a very small section of the of the population and exclude so many others from from um, even just having an opportunity at becoming like not fluent but at least knowing spoken and written english which already gives you a huge advantage um gives you so much mobility and there's even studies that um shows that apparently hourly wages are 34% higher for men who speak fluent english and 13% higher for men who speak a little english relative to men who speak no english so even some english is better than no english at all and a policy like this which it's like the government promoted it as a way to promote multilingualism and multiculturalism which i think is uh, on paper it sounds good but but at what point does it become like um some kind of linguistic chauvinism where it's like this emphasis on native language is just keeping the status quo and the power dynamics intact when it comes to language so i really disagree i feel like um i think yeah english should be compulsory and more people should learn english than more people ending up either becoming more proficient in their native language or hindi as the other alternative um i mean people will already be knowing their native language but as to the other language of communication language of profession like the professional language it has to be uh english it can't be hindi just because just that that's the way the world is right now and we are a post colonial world and society so well, that's the interesting thing about language right language isn't like another subject it isn't like math or science in the sense that you can teach math science or even like any other language in a any other sorry subject in a vacuum but you language isn't like that it's affected by who you talk to it's also affected by what other languages you speak and who speaks it to you and in which way with what accent everything else and it is a marker of class and caste having said that this is uh, my thing is if you if you are willing to teach or if you want to teach or introduce a new language to someone it would just benefit the learner to learn english more than it would for yeah. them to learn hindi right yeah we've spoken about again how english is could create the uh, i mean is more of a marker of the class and caste divide then does it not make sense to teach more english to more people to br- like close that bridge mm. then you know give them the option of foregoing english which we have seen in a lot of these you know save our culture drives in the country it's almost always detrimental to the people that choose not to do it i want to bring up another point here which um um antikas scholar kancha ailaya shepherd made in an article on scroll uh, which i think is a really interesting 
like inversion of this conversation we've been having so far because yes english is the language of upward mobility and um especially for marginalized communities it's unfair to keep english from marginalized communities because it hinders their upward mobility but on the flip side also um like kanchalaya shepherd points out that um shudras form the lifeblood of the nation and like as we know a lot of the nation a lot of agricultural um developments a lot of infrastructure was based on the knowledge that uh, adivasi shudra and dalit communities have have had over centuries so he says in this article as adivasi shudras and dalits struggled for survival their creative solutions hold lessons for india and the world to expand the planet's knowledge base it is critical that their children be educated in english so i mean for the betterment of everybody in society it's essential that people get educated in english so that so that there's a transfer of knowledge because we're assuming so far that knowledge is transferred in a one like in one direction only but it is actually a bidirectional flow of knowledge which which we can sort of unlock if more people um know english and have a common have a language in common um which is not imposed like another person's language imposed very uh, forcefully but an organic sort of development given that we've all been through colonialism and british rule sorry shristi i'm going to have to move to this side i think because yeah i think english has capital i i find it very hard to argue with that because it stands it's so true um yeah and my point is i i totally agree with the two of you about where which one feels more uh, it it doesn't make sense to have people learn a language whereas another one will give them more access to a capital which is already very concentrated but i'm saying let's not deny that that is not a form of colonization because it is and it will be because it is not native to, so we can't say that this is indian english or this is it is still an imposition for you to pick it up and adopt that form of capital and then go along with it in a new way but I I think from what you're arguing you feel like Hindi is more of an affront than English is because at least English makes more sense. So it is between two devils and which one do you pick sort of a thing. But I'm just saying English cannot be seen as our like our native that is also such a recent legacy, right? Which comes with colonialism and with accessing capital through an elite which was created a, which was a colonial class, right? Yeah. So Yeah. But I think if we go into arguments of nativity that's a really slippery slope, right? Because arguably, I mean, who is even native to India? And I mean, Sanskrit for example, there is Sanskrit is something that um I mean, Tamil is an equally old language and it is spoken by people who were quote unquote native to India like thousands of years ago. So I mean, the nativity argument I don't think makes uh like i don't think that's that's the that should be the critique of english because arguably hindi is also not a native language for many people living in the south generation like across generations like sanskrit also is something that was imposed it's come from it's like an aryan language almost so i mean that is a very slippery slope if we get into it um so i don't think i disagree with the point about english being actually colonizing where hindi is not I think if we look at it all languages there is an argument to be made for them being colonizing if they were to be made mainstream in a way where everyone is forced to adhere and adapt to that language um even if it's not 
organically developed from their own region so also i think in some cases adopting an alien term so to speak is more of an equal idea than a, like i'll give you i'll give you an example imagine there's three kids and uh, one kids wearing blue one kids wearing red and one kids wearing green and now all three of them want the rest of you know all three of them have groups that wear that color mm. so now it's more equal for everyone if everyone wears yellow yeah <laughs> instead of you know everyone wearing blue or everyone wearing red because then that also then translates to culture it also translates to stereotypes it also translates to access yeah. then people that have worn red for longer get more access mm-hmm. and have more privilege and are just by that what you considered better yeah instead you know if red blue and green all half kind of speak yellow it makes more sense for everyone to speak yellow because then that is equal they all have equal distance from the alien and also it's making your life easier yeah if you are to get out of the classroom yeah yeah i think that's an interesting analogy and conversation and i think to take that a step further let's actually talk about our culture especially given that hindi has been the dominant language and that there has been a lot of opposition there has been a lot of imposition a lot of debate we have many many examples of the impact of hindi right so beyond this we were discussing the practicality of learning capital language etc what about culture like what do you lose slash gain when there is an imposition of a language which uh, of a supposedly uniform language which is not representative of of the entire country and communities and let's start by talking about um the a most common experience which is documented now i think in a few stand up sets and in a few comedy videos which is that if you go to any quote unquote elite college in india which is inevitably in a metro city um and uh, inevitably has a lot of influence of like north indian culture you will find that um getting bollywood references is a big marker of are you in with the things which are which people know about or, or they don't and if you don't know who a certain person is or if you don't know a certain song you feel a bit excluded where people are like hey have you heard this and you're like not really or hey have you and then like not really and so on and so forth so is there a truth to that does it become exclusionary when we go to what are supposedly considered the melting point metros of our of our country and how people interact there i think shrishti is describing all three of our experiences <laughs> here so um but definitely i think it um pushing this kind of narrative of uh, hindi over other languages it it makes us lose so much of richness like that's very obvious for me i'm one of those people who will be like what the like what the hell what is this reference what is kuch kuch hota hai what is ddlj and then people are always so shocked especially because i've been born in bombay so people who are coming from outside and no bombay as through bollywood are always like shell shocked it also it's very alienating because it also implies that your uh, culture is not important enough for it, for it to be understood by this mainstream hindi speaking crowd i i no longer find it alienating because one thing i like doing and i guess this is like spilling the beans on this particular tendency of mine but even so when there are people who are making references around me even even though i do understand the reference 90% of the time i pretend not to get it just to force people to explain the hindi 
the Hindi-ness and the Bollywood-ness of it all. And just to like little bit make an effort to decenter that as the norm. Um, but then having said that, I also feel like more like Hindi is one thing, but here is one place where um, English references and English pop culture is even more of a marker of cultural capital um, in a way where it kind of contradicts everything I've been saying so far, but also not really. But essentially, like American shows and American TV shows and movies and music and all of that, just like knowing these things growing up gave you a lot of, gave you kind of like a head start in the sort of social hierarchy. And um, I mean, this is something which Professor Avikan Kisana pointed out a lot in his articles that he's written uh, for us, like the Like a Savarna sort of articles. But yeah, um, English references become even more of a heavy, like come with even more baggage in that sense, I feel, because I, I, I even think now they've overtaken Hindi and Bollywood references as the more elite and the more sophisticated uh, cultural framework to to have. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what the solution is. I just feel like I, I know that I've been trying to watch and engage more with Telugu movies and music as a result of feeling this thing of like, why is everything, all the normative sort of cultural references is not, are not mine per se. So, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but I do think that over here, it's a bit tricky, the English-Hindi thing. I think once you become open to referencing cross-culturally, that makes life so much fun and so much more interesting. The problem is when, you know, someone's alienating you because you don't understand an SRK reference, but they don't want to know who Alu Arjun is. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Don't yeah. do that. That's just dumb, guys. Stop. Yeah, so there is a Senegalese director, um, Ausmane Sembini, I'm butchering the pronunciation, I'm sure, who was asked whether people in Europe understand his films. And then he said, Europe is not my center, Europe is on the outskirts. And I think that's a really powerful thing to say. And I don't care if they understand my films or not, that's not what the point is. So, I mean, I feel like, to some extent, yeah, it would be nice, this exchange of like culture and knowledge and all of that. But to like another, to like pose another question is like, how important is it? How integral is it to have that kind of integration and cross-cultural exchange? And then what do we lose when that happens when we are living in a society where there is a center, like we can't do anything to disrupt that right now. And it exists. So I don't know. Is it, is it to be more protective of your culture or is it to exchange it and sort of try to decenter that? I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, it's just something I started wondering when he was speaking about this. Yep. And I think that brings us to an important question, really. I mean, listeners, even as you are talking through this with us, I think we realize that we've come to a much more serious aspect of the North versus South debate with language because it feels so much more emotional and it feels so much more personal and it feels like something which you cannot laugh off in a similar way like you can stereotypes or uh, films. Um, because I think there's so much about identity, alienation, community that is so tied to language for, for each and every one of us. Um, and that sort of actually brings us to the question which we've been trying to answer like throughout the podcast in different ways, which is that what is the solution? If 
any imposition of a language is a colonization in and of itself if there are ways in which it is alienating and unfair but at the same time there is a need for practicality if you were asked at the end of it like what is the solution like is it mainstreaming hindi is it mainstreaming english is it a mix of the two are you going to go with the semi federal the the solution that we've gone for everything in our constitution which is pick the best of both worlds and see where that hodgepodge lands you i'd say that when it comes to more official uh, matter such as employment or law i think english is the way to go because one it makes if one were to learn a language it would just make the learner's life easier to learn english over hindi mm. so uh, you know just in from an education standpoint i think english but socially culturally when it comes to like a more social friends environment as denise called it i think an exchange of whatever both languages the two people uh, speak or are fluent in is it's it's just ideal because again i think uh, as a response to rohita's point where she said you know it's always a loss of the person below i think both as someone who's been the person above and the person below for context i do speak fluent hindi but my mother tongue isn't hindi i think th- th- then the question is would you rather an imposition or an exchange and i would rather an exchange yeah yeah i, I mean i think there's like a difference between english as capital and english as culture and same like hindi as capital hindi as culture so from from like a purely practical standpoint i think um, more people learning english is for the betterment of everybody both from an upward mobility perspective and from a exchange of knowledge perspective as of as a kanchala you shepard said um and i i don't think that um hin- like english can ever be as much of an imposition as hindi is because something can only be imposed if it offers no like practical benefits to the imposee um which hindi in a in a way does it could it will like worsen uh inequality in class divide it will keep the it will keep um you know like the working class and marginalized communities on the back foot um and all of the problems that we discussed so i don't think english would ever be an imposition the same way hindi is um and i also think like fostering a culture of translation to strengthen each language and each dialect and keep it alive and um not just preserve it but keep it alive is 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 um is more possible if if uh, we're mainstreaming mainstreaming english as the unifying language than hindi but culturally i'm less uh, sure about this because i i do feel again like that at some point the whole like incredible india thing is nice but after a point it's like maybe we don't need um our own culture to be mainstreamed as and it's not possible for like 55 languages and 55 cultures to become the mainstream um so i i think it's like rather than trying to mainstream more we decenter more so that there is no center and i mean it's like it's a matter of um you know people understanding you in your context and on your terms rather than you trying to translate your context and your terms to another person's yep 
I don't know if I mean we don't have a final parting note in that sense because there is so much to work through but this this begins a conversation and I think that's why language is so complicated at least now we can empathize much more after this discussion with the policy makers who actually have to mm-hmm. deal with the real world implications of these discussions and these challenges but on that note hopefully we've given you a lot to think about in the language that you're used to thinking in and sorry that was a really really bad reference but forgive me i am out of words in all languages ha okay also i want to flag that this was a topic that we've picked up based on a listener suggestion by shujana bora so if you have topics that you want us to discuss and tear apart in the next few months please send in your suggestions to podcast@theswaddle.com or you can always dm us on instagram if you prefer that or if you're listening on spotify you can reply to that question of how did you like the episode by saying it changed your life and your suggestion for the next month is this so yeah do let us know okay see you bye bye this podcast is brought to you by ts studios the production company that brings the swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films <laughs>